1: And, and this, this is, is our house.
0: house. Welcome to the House of Hockey podcast. This is episode 38 and it's a banger. It's an epic one. It's a big one. I'm one of your hosts, Ray Ray. And I'm the
1: other host, Breezy. And hey, this week, tell everybody, tell everybody who's on this week. It's so good. Are we just going to jump right into it? Yeah, tell we everybody. Have- Carlin Baith is on the podcast this week. Um, I feel like it's been somewhat of a a long-awaited episode, I guess. This is uh, one we've been highly anticipating for quite some time, and it happened. Here we are.
0: If you don't know who Carlin Baith, let me kindly remind you. She is a Fox Sports West reporter for the LA Kings, and she is the... She's one of the voices on EA's NHL, what
1: 21. the hell is the
0: video game called? 21.
1: Uh, NHL 21, first female voice. Yeah. To be.
0: As a broadcaster pretty,
1: on it. It's awesome. She's awesome. Pretty, she's awesome. She's hilarious. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed this episode um, and yeah. I know you did and we're super excited to uh, finally put it out for you guys.
0: Yes, we recorded it when I was still in Maine, and Maine plays a big part of our conversation because Carlin is from there, and we explain all of that. I don't want to give it all away, but she's just such an awesome person. She's so talented. She works so hard. She's hilarious, and she loves hockey, and you're going to love her.
1: You are, and we love her.
0: Yes, we do. We're going to have a yeah. barbecue at your house, right, Breezy?
1: Yes, we are. We're going to have a barbecue at the house. When you have power. Yeah. Oh my God. They yeah, turn off the power, power by your house so much. It's ridiculous. It's bad. And all of a sudden, it's like, sick. Now, what am I going to do for the next two days? Because it's not coming back. And I don't live in a remote area, guys. Like, I'm in a normal city, town, yeah. whatever you want to call it. And it, they just, they like to shut it off. And you pay just your like, bills. So
0: that's not it either. <laughs>
1: I do pay my bills. I actually pay my bills early, which is really annoying. So,
0: yeah. Gotta love the California winds.
1: Breezy's a barbecue kit.
0: Tell everybody how your turkey turned out. We shared the picture on social of your smoked turkey, right?
1: Yes. The smoked turkey. It was really freaking good i cooked it for i don't even know how long started at midnight pulled it off i want to say it was like 1 30 the next day um it was great smelled the house up i smelled like smoke uh which is my favorite smell so it's fine um (laughs) but yeah
0: we're gonna have to bottle breezy's barbecue into a scent and make it like a
1: a candle Candle. there you go hey oh yeah might how was your, your your chicken
0: chicken was delicious roasted perfectly by ralph's
1: <laughs> yeah what else did you have as a side
0: <laughs> i roasted some brussels sprouts with garlic and sweet
1: potato Ooh, pretty That's christmas it. or christmasy thanksgiving it's thanksgiving yeah i like it
0: we have to do a shut the front door shut the front door I forgot to shut the front door on the fact that Patrick Kane is now a father
1: you know I was gonna tell you that last week I was like what do you think about Patty Kane Jr or no he's a third isn't he yeah
0: Trey true, three Trey yeah Trey. I think it's wonderful I was shocked first of all I feel like we talked about this or I talked about it on another podcast that like he's not married or like, you know, does he even have a girlfriend? He's like so out of the public eye with all of that. And and that, of course, that like leads us down sort of like the gossip road. But I mean, I had not seen he doesn't post anything about his girlfriend. Like the team doesn't usually post anything. Sometimes like they'll post the wives and the girlfriends on like skate days or things like that like team events I have never I mean I I don't really follow the this like sports gossip that well so I'm sure a lot of people are like duh Rachel of course he has a girlfriend um (laughs) but I I don't know I found it to be quite shocking I didn't know he did and I didn't know he was going to be a dad and I'm super happy for him I think it's really cute and the I think the baby has like red hair or looked like it in the photo but maybe not I'm just gonna go with that it is because that's that's yeah. cute yeah
1: redheaded babies are actually really cute
0: mm-hmm. yeah I like it. Um, but he looked really happy okay so this is how cuckoo i am so it i'm pretty sure he gave the his girlfriend gave birth in chicago at a hospital that's right along uh, lake michigan based on the photos where you can see the lake behind him so i'm assuming uh-huh. that's where uh, the baby was born. Fast forward a few days. I'm like
1: analyzing the photo. Where are you?
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I'm like, where did he give birth? What? Ho- I mean, I know Chicago. I'm like, what hospital is that? And I'm pretty sure I know what hospital he was at, but I don't want to give it away in case whatever. Fast forward like several days later on Facebook, a girl I went to grammar school with uh, posted a picture that she gave birth to her second child with the same Background on the window of her photo looks like she was at the same hospital as Patrick Kane, I think almost on the same day. And I was like, about to message her, I haven't talked to her in years, and be like, Did you see Patrick Kane? Also, congratulations on your second child and hope all's well. <laughs> but I thought, eh, I'm gonna just not do that because wow. that would that's be that's wild. wild. That would be really self-indulgent of me to just message her about Patrick Kane and not herself. And uh, so I opted not to do that.
1: Well, what was her baby's name? Don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't like baby names. I'm just like, oh, you're going to have a kid. What are you going to name it? Not that like I'm going to judge it. I'm just so curious. That. People like, like the names people pick and like why. I don't know. Yeah. That's my favorite, like their names.
0: Well, if you had a kid, what would you name it? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, mate's already taken, so
1: we can't name it mate. Yeah, it's not mate. Uh, I don't know. I really don't know. I feel like I have a lot of names that I like, but nothing that I would like name someone. Maybe I don't know. When was Patty
0: Kane's baby born? The eighteenth, November eighteenth. I'm freaking. I'm gonna look it up. Nope.
1: Would you? I'm six
0: days off six days off I was totally wrong but it looks like they were in the same room and they were
1: just days apart so now the story's not that exciting well maybe it was the same room but would you name your kid Patrick Kane no no what about what about Kane Patrick Jonathan Patrick (laughs) I like Jonathan Patrick but
0: no like I like the way that sounds but no What are you going to name your kid? Rosie. Rosie. (laughs) 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 I put Roman Yossi together. There we go. There you go. There's your baby name, Rosie.
1: That's funny. I actually really do like the name Roman. So maybe, I don't know. Maybe I'll have a kid named Roman. But I don't want kids. I'm not a baby person. I like dogs. I'm probably only going to have dogs. That's good. Yeah. I don't
0: know that kids are on my life chart my life plan i I should consult an astrologer or one of the many mediums i know but i don't know if that's in my future a dog is though
1: gotta get the dog dogs are great
0: i have i have decided and i can make this public here that i i'm actively looking to rescue a dog
1: Oh, what kind of dog
0: are you looking to rescue? Something that can travel on an airplane with me. So once uh, this global pandemic has resolved itself, I travel previously, to so travel a lot, and I, it needs to be able to come on the plane. So like 20 pounds, like small, preferably like chill, low key lap dog, but could go for walks and is not anxious. Because I'm right. the anxious one. That's those are my requirements. I mean, like something that doesn't shed crazy, but I mean that's
1: getting a little um... I feel like there needs to be like dog dating apps. Because <laughs> You're like very specific on certain things. Well Could yeah. you imagine like if you're interested in this dog or less. <laughs> I mean,
0: I think that's actually kind of brilliant. It is. Don't wonder... take my idea.
1: Good.
0: I won't take your idea. You I'm just... Have at it. Um, have at it.
1: Any developers yeah. out, hit me up.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so I've, I've decided that after being with my aunt and her two dogs, who are um, very spirited, as you all have heard on the podcast when listening, that uh, I, I, I really enjoy the company, the love, the... Ability that they bring you into the present because they're silly and do funny things and you have to take care of them and I think all of that is a good step
1: for me I agree yeah I agree they're great companions Mm -hmm. and you can buy them clothes I just bought me a new holiday sweater he looks so cute and he looks like a little lumberjack (laughs) but mate doesn't need a sweater he gets cold it gets he's cold. Tight. He's a mate. Well, he's sleeping. How much he do you like weigh? Pounds, 40 pounds-ish. Okay. He gets he a gets little cold. cold. Yeah. <laughs> he gets a little shaky leg. It's fine.
0: <laughs> Not stanky leg, shaky leg. <laughs> shaky leg. He, he gets a little, like, chilly. Well, I request that you take a photo of him in his new outfit and post it so people can see it. Because I would like to okay. see it. Okay, I will. I think I want a boy dog, too, so that I could buy him a bow tie.
1: Yeah, boy dogs are actually um, more, uh, what is it, like, loving, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but you're going to get a dog, and you're probably going to name him. Bob. Bob? Bob the dog. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Because it's funny. Okay it's pretty funny actually i like it
0: bobby for short maybe
1: for bobby ryan we do love bobby ryan on this episode no it could be for like
0: bobby hall or Uh what about bob the movie classic that way i can say what about bob can he come and then only certain people will get the joke (laughs) (laughs) if you haven't seen that movie by the way It's classic and hilarious. Oh, man. With Richard Dreyfus and uh, Bill Murray. I mean, it's really good. And like one of the phrases is, what about Bob? (laughs) There's, oh, it's a great movie. Have you seen it? I don't think so. Oh, look, when you get your power back and you can watch movies again, give it a watch. It's pretty, it's pretty good. Baby steps. It's a, it's a classic. It's uh some good just good old fashioned humor. They don't make them like they used to.
1: No, they don't. They really don't.
0: Nope. <laughs> All right, we've rambled enough. I'm sure nobody's listened and they fast forward to the good the good shit, <laughs> which is our interview with
1: Carlin. For our guest this week, not only will her name, but her voice may sound familiar as she is a Fox Sports West broadcaster. L.A. Kings reporter and the first female voice in EA Sports NHL 21. I mean, is there anything else she can't do? Carlin Bates. Welcome to the House of Hockey. How's it going?
2: Hey, I'm doing well. How are you, ladies?
0: So good.
2: Good. Thanks for having me here.
0: Yes. Of course. I guess um, we have to start with our off a short recap <laughs> of what we talked about before we started because it's a small world. The that- meat
2: shortage or the other thing?
0: <laughs> no, not the meat shortage. <laughs> no, but the fact that I'm basically in the town you grew up in, in Maine.
2: You're Scarborough, Maine adjacent right now. And I'm extremely jealous. And for everyone listening right now, Rachel had coffee with my father the other day and my father didn't tell me, so he's in trouble, she's safe, and I'm extremely, extremely jealous of all of the above right now. I I miss my dad and I miss my hometown and I can't believe you're there and you need to eat lobster while you're there. I know you were saying, you know, what can I bring back and do you need anything? And I'm like, just stay and then eat lobster and you're good, all right?
0: You got it. And I (laughs) will will still try to convince your dad Frank to come on another episode with you and him. I was yes. I was trying so hard to get him to come say hi to you and uh he just was not having it.
2: The second Frank starts podcasting, I think the world is over. Like that is just it's I've tried, you've tried, literally I've been trying for years and the closest thing I got was a FaceTime call that he let me record and we used it on the broadcast Ooh. one time when it was a Kings versus Flyers game. And that was it. That was the closest I've ever gotten.
0: I think that's that's a huge accomplishment from the little bit of time I spent I spent with him that uh you did really good with that (laughs) but he was (laughs) he was so nice and he was um just wonderful and obviously he loves you very much and your brother um and your mom so you know it was uh it was great but uh, I had to share that with you so small world like I don't think people understand Carlin like where this is like this is like a super remote remote like small little I mean compared to Los Angeles or Chicago like this is a small town in beautiful southern coast of Maine where like you wouldn't think that this would be happening you know and oh yeah you're from here it's just and and I'm here of all the places like it's just such a it's just such a small world it's so
2: wild it's absolutely wild
0: mind-blowing if you will. (laughs) Yes. When you now, so you grew up here in Maine. Did you play hockey when you were here or no?
2: Yes. I played hockey my whole life and I describe it in a way where I did not play organized hockey until middle school. And because there were so few girls programs, there were some private schools that had an all girls team, or as you got older, you could play with an all girls (laughs) team. But they had asked me to play for the middle school boys team and I was absolutely terrified. I was already, I was afraid of boys at that time. So I didn't want (laughs) to be anywhere near them or touch them. They were gross. It was middle school. Don't even look at me, you know? And so I played for the high school girls team while I was in middle school. So that was my start to organize hockey. But growing up, I mean, you're there right now. You see all the water everywhere. It's not just the ocean. There's lakes and ponds and there were like a lot of, um nature made I don't know what's what's the opposite of man-made nature made <laughs> natural yeah natural yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah natural ponds and lakes that you know um I would skate on growing up and I just remember always having skated since I could remember like there's not a time where I can think back and think like yeah I did not escape then like I just always knew so short answer yes I played hockey growing up in a little bit of a different way
1: I'm hey, got Yeah, Yeah. I mean, we don't even know how to skate. We've tried. It's hard. It's
2: hard. It is hard.
1: And I'm like traumatized because I got injured the last time I was on rollerblades. So I'm like, I can't. I can't can't do it. That's harder.
2: There's more of a like risk factor. There's there's less like, uh, I don't know. And in skating, I feel like there's more reward in rollerblading or even roller skating there's just way more risk than there is reward because if you catch <laughs> an edge on your like little rubber wheel while you're flying down pavement like you're screwed on ice yeah. there's like kind of this like if you can walk you can at least stand up in your skates and like hold on to the rail and like nice. it's just a little bit softer because you're like gliding as you fell like it's just pavement is disgusting and it's like ugh. you can it is hurt yourself yeah. and get all scraped up anyway <laughs>
1: yeah well I I like hit a rock and then my friend tried catching me with a stick so I basically took a high stick to my eyelid what? so yeah <laughs> wasn't fun wasn't Drops fun to your friend leave... for being ready with the stick though <laughs> I know at least he tried to catch me I don't know why he thought he was gonna break my fall but uh oh, do not recommend taking a stick to the eyelid
2: hmm. doesn't feel good no okay just no, in case
1: no yeah, just in case <laughs> oh man <laughs> But I mean, you have quite the resume in the hockey world. I mean, how can you describe your journey to from from where you started to to where you are now? Yeah, it from your the-
0: middle school yeah. days of playing. Yeah. <laughs> to now, Carly, go from there. So no.
2: in seventh grade, my favorite class was science. Now, I, <laughs> oh, I, oh, my gosh. I could start there with with being a student, though. And and I was a I was a terrible student, not in a way where I was rebellious, but in a way where I just didn't learn the same as everybody else. I was a really creative brained person and got not so good grades, you know, throughout high school and, and middle school and, and just thought that my life's over. I'm getting bad grades. Like, is, <laughs> doesn't everybody take this into consideration? And that's not true. And so once I uh, turned 19, I, I moved to California and I'll try and condense this as much as possible just because there's so much that happened. I'm gonna do the big chunks and the first part of the big chunk was working for the ice crew and uh with the kings from age 19 till about 23 or 24 um oh. five years of shoveling snow having the best time of my life like those days if I could go back to those days my goodness that's where <laughs> it all started started and then during that time I had seen what Heidi Andral was doing which I'm sure two of you being huge kings fans you gotta remember Heidi Andral. she was just the best at what she did and that was my first look into wow this female broadcaster is like killing it right now and getting to talk about hockey for a living and wow i just i just looked up to her immediately cuz when you're a teenager and you're you know farting around watching hockey games for no yeah no nothing other than in entertainment right like you're not really yeah. <laughs> paying attention to like Hey, is this something I could do for a living or what can I, you know, how can I weasel my way into a broadcast? It didn't hit me until I moved here and saw her. And I was like, that's an opportunity. Hopefully one right. day. And then from there, I did some in arena hosting for a few years. After that, with I Jay went Flats? to... Yeah, with Jay Flats, my old co-host.
1: Jay two Flats.
2: Two yeah. <laughs> my, uh, my little work husband. <laughs> we had a good time. He's, one, he's really, really good at supporting the other host. And I... Couldn't have learned with a better person, honestly. He was just so funny, also a comedian on the side, so that helped a lot and would use humor to kind of bridge the gap between my lack of experience and his, you know, professionalism. And it was a really good dynamic on camera. And after that, I went to FS1 and had used all my experience with the Kings to kind of bottle that up and do a digital gig and and doing some hits for them there on wrestling, UFC, and a little bit of NHL then made my way back to Fox Sports West and started doing digital there for their platform called Extra Point. And all along the way, I was taking, you know, classes at community college to broaden my journalism horizons, um, my broadcasting horizons. I was taking hosting workshops. I took four years of improv at the Groundlings School of Comedy and Improv. It was um, a lot of things like put all together that really got me to where I am. And um, getting my foot back in the door of Fox sports West with extra point was kind of the gateway in to coming back into the King's universe and ultimately to two seasons ago um, becoming their TV reporter. So it's been an insane journey that took about like 10 to 12, 13 years
1: now. <laughs> I, guess I yeah. it
2: was saying 10 years it was a 10 year journey. I was saying that for so long that it's actually been like 13, years. <laughs> but it took time. And, that's kind of the condensed version of it.
1: Yeah. I think any time you are passionate about something in order to really become the best of your craft, I mean, it, it takes time and you obviously had a lot of dedication into doing it. So well-respected.
2: Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. And totally there's, agree.
0: there's no such thing as an overnight sensation, you know, no. like You're, oh, you're overnight. You just became this Fox Sports West host, like reporter. Uh, No, you've been putting in the hard work and the time. And that's really what it takes. Now, did you like always know that that's like what you wanted to do? Like you wanted to work in hockey because you come from a hockey family or just like what you were saying about um, being influenced and then taking that path? Um, But like, did you always sort of know, like as a younger kid that you wanted to be working in this world in some way or no?
1: A
2: little bit of yes and a little bit of no. I had this delusion that nothing else existed other than hockey. (laughs) and It was just this thing that I thought, you know, this is my world and we're probably all living in my world right like I'm Mm -hmm. so you're in Maine now (laughs) and you you see how small it is you see how small the circles of people are you know you've been going from restaurant to restaurant everybody knows each other like my little condensed impenetrable force of a universe just kind of you know everything that I thought was going to happen had happened and and whatever and I was like okay hockey must be everybody's thing right so in a way it wasn't like I had thought when I was younger that I wanted to be a broadcaster, but I think by nature and how I had grown up and having this huge influence from my dad and my brothers and whatnot, I knew that subconsciously that's where I wanted to be. And that's where I felt like I belonged the best. Um, But it definitely wasn't until I saw Heidi that I was like, that's the job. There it is. Now it makes sense. Okay. Let's try and see what I need to do to land a gig like that ultimately and ultimately that gig like that that was the one so um yeah i would i would say it it helped kind of having this huge hockey influence from my family members it helped kind of solidify that confidence in me that this is the correct route to go down i wasn't a fish out of water and trying to pursue football when i was you know, 19, and had never watched a Super Bowl before. Like I was like, let's go where I know I can succeed for now at least, and mm-hmm. that's where I. That's kind of how it all came together.
0: Oh yeah, it's definitely come together. Now tell us about what it is exactly that you're doing with the Kings and with Fox Sports West. Like you travel with the team, you go yeah. on the road, like. Give us that day in the life of this, what you live. Okay, when Corona-19, <laughs> COVID-19 isn't happening, yeah. you know, yeah. like, what is that life like? I think so, so many people don't really know the ins and outs of, of that.
2: Before global pandemic, it yeah. was a very, very <laughs> uh, fast paced, no slowing down, city to city kind of life. And it was so fun and so much hard work it was like you may have an off day but your brain is still thinking about what you have to do during that next game and 82 games a season you know i'm i'm uh, more comfortable when i'm at home obviously because it's easy to get my work done i can come into my office and do things and prepare in a more um, way that's comfortable for me but a day in the life just in general. It it starts early. It starts at morning skate. Starts at practice. Whatever is happening that morning, and getting stories from the players. Whether it was from from an article we've been reading or things we've been keeping tab tabs on, or like storylines that you know Alex and Jim have been talking about throughout the week, and kind of getting the information to further those stories. Starts at practice and morning skates, and taking that information, relaying it back to our producers. I'll have a phone call with. Our pregame producer and our game producer, Um, those are Joel and Hoover, and I'll, you know, spend my entire hour commute back to Orange County from El Segundo talking to the two of them and getting all of our ducks in a row. And then
0: after that- Anaheim ducks.
2: (laughs) No, not those ones, although I am- very close to Honda Center and I married a Ducks fan, but that's a different podcast. Yes. (laughs) Very weird, but no, it's great. Um, But I'll, uh, I'll have those conversations with those two and kind of develop the hits that I would maybe pitch for the night and write those down. When I got home, um, study the other team, look up their stats, check their rosters, make sure all of my information is updated Uh, watch their coaches scrums, watch their uh, practice videos if they put them on social media or the NHL app. And the rest of the afternoon is just spent kind of prepping in a way. And that includes hair and makeup, which takes about an hour and a half. And it's (laughs) Every game day. <laughs> it's wow, a lot. Geez. And it's like, I think the guys are so lucky because they get to, they wear makeup too, but they get to like, you know, pat, pat, pat with their little MAC compacts and it's like done. <laughs> Boom. They just gotta take away some shine. Meanwhile, I'm like, all right, take away the shine, add the eyeliner, the eyebrows. I gotta make sure people know that like I wear blush on my face and I got my mascara on, whatever. So, hour yep. half and then that. you don't have a hair out
0: of place. And exactly, nothing learn. out of
2: place, you yeah. know. <laughs> and so, we uh, I, I do that, and then um, by, by the time I'm done with all that, it's time to get back in the car, head up to Staples Center. We've got about a 4:30, 4:45 call time, depending on what time the game is that night, and we'll have our pre-game meeting. And it's our producers again, pre and post game producers, Joel and Hoover, talk us through everything, give us our scripts tell us when we need to do what we need to do. And then I work with two um, awesome people for most of the game in the little PR room. And they take care of my like audio stuff when it comes to like headset, microphone, and then um, stage managing stuff when it comes to like where we need to go, when we need to go there. And then the game happens, we do all the things we prep for, and then the game ends and then we have the post game show and then by like 11 something. I get back in the car and I go back to Orange County. So it starts at about eight in the morning and it ends at about midnight, I would say, on a typical game day at home. And then on the road, it's a little bit easier. And they have all of those same things. And then there's a bus schedule. So you don't have to worry about the driving part. And you just have to be at the bus at a certain time. And if you're not, they will leave without you.
0: Oh, no. Have you been left, Carlin?
2: I have not been left, but I've been (laughs) glared at. Rob Koch, if you're listening to this, I'm so sorry. I've been been stared at like, you know better, like get on this bus. If you're, if you're two minutes early, you're five minutes late. That's how I look at it now. So you need to be there sitting on the bus, like ready to go. No hiccups, no room for error. And because the thing that's most important ladies is the team. Like they, everything is catered around the team. I'm just a pawn. I'm a cog in this wheel. Like I'm literally, you know, I, i I, th- you guys make me feel very important. <laughs> I appreciate that so much. And it's like, at the end of the day, we do all of this to highlight their successes. And if they're not properly functioning and working well, you know, if I make the bus late, like, whew, mm-hmm. not good, whew. not good. That's a lot of
1: pressure. It's
2: very team. A first pressure. Oriented. Yes. A lot of pressure it becomes easy though. It becomes easy when you put that, when you put that in the back of your head, it's, it's the easiest thing in the world to put them first. They're superstars in their own right. So and we sure exactly. do. Have to, yeah. Make sure we, we remember that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that's the normal hockey is, you know, teams first and it's not mm-hmm. any individuals. So I feel like every single guest we've had on has always said that. So absolutely. Absolutely. It is, it is what it is. Right. So what's your favorite part about doing what you do? I mean, I, for me personally, I was like, dang, she travels
2: team that is so cool like <laughs> it's, it's insane i i'm gonna nerd out a little bit because i you know people are always like act like you've been there and it's like sure but i've never flown on a private charter with an entire yeah. professional sports team before so maybe i'll internalize that but i've definitely not been here so
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> and it it really is special i will have to thank Daryl Evans and um, Patrick O'Neill Jim Fox and Nick Nixon, those who've been there before me for guiding me and how to act like I've been there. And like we were talking about the team first mentality, the traveling is extremely fun. You know, not having to go through um, the regular hoops that people have to go through when they travel. We have a great flight crew that we work with, there's like a whole seamless operation of who boards and when and how the bags get on the plane and you know, what we get to eat for dinner. The dinners are always great. And
1: um, wow.
2: I, I really like the <laughs> alone time too. Yeah, wow, the food, that got you late. Yeah, You're the like,
0: food, cool. food, food. <laughs> food <laughs> on an airplane,
2: Yo, what? No, no meat shortage on those planes too, I'll tell you what, there is so. no meat shortage. There's like chicken, there's steak, there's always protein on that plane. Cause those players, they need their protein and their carbs. So we eat like they eat and it is, it is awesome. Which also means there's no unhealthy snacks. So if you want candy or chocolate bars, you have to sneak them on the plane. And Mm. there's nothing like if you're looking for a dessert, gosh, I can't even think of like, what was for dessert. I don't even think we really had dessert. Yeah.
0: Like fruit. What? Yeah, That's not maybe like fruit.
2: Yeah. I would. Oh, I remember now I would. It's been so long. We've, we haven't played for three years. Um, yeah. I would get yogurt with like the, the fruit in it and granola, but I'll take all the fruit out and just eat the yogurt and granola and like in my head pretend it was ice cream. I was like, yeah, this is ice cream with nuts on it. Totally. Mm, yeah. yeah it wasn't. But the travel is definitely super fun. And then I am kind of an introvert and I love my alone time. And don't get me wrong. Love my husband. Um, My little brother also lives with me and we've got some great pets here, but there's nothing better than silence. I don't know if anybody can identify or like. It's true. Feel me when I say that, but like nothing beats beats relaxing in my hotel, totally silent, (laughs) watching (laughs) Netflix and um, also shopping and then hanging out with my adventure partner, Daryl, who's just up for anything. Um, So yeah, Breezy, the travel is like, Top it, it was notch. awesome, and I I'm gonna miss it a lot. No idea what's gonna happen this next season, and I definitely don't think travel is on the agenda for me.
1: Yeah. Well, so- I mean, who knows what's gonna be happening? But travel for sure would be top of my priority if if it was if it was possible. You would love it. You and food, food. You, I mean, food and travel. If you if you ever need a chef on board, I will pick You're you. You're the
2: girl. Do you cook?
1: Yep, I do.
2: What's your like specialty?
1: I'm barbecue. So wow. like I smoke food, stuff like that. So
2: that's not the easy cooking either. Like that's not like follow the recipe. No. That's literally like a science experiment. That's yeah. It's very like difficult.
1: 18 hour, 18 hour cooks, watching yeah. fires and stuff like that. So it's fun. But oh if you ever gosh. need any, any food on board, I got you. <laughs> oh my gosh. You have to be, I feel like
2: a very patient person to be able to do the barbecue lifestyle. Right. It's,
1: it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough, but it's fun.
2: It's fun, it's love creative. that. I need yeah. to have some of your barbecue sometime. All right, okay, all right, we'll
1: make it happen. <laughs> <Deal>. I've, <laughs> yeah.
0: Listen, I've been asking for the same thing, Carlin, so get in line, okay? Because, like,
2: so <laughs> no, barbecue at Breezy's house. Let's go. Yes. I'll wear my mask, yep. I'll hide in the corner. Just feed me the pork when it's ready, all right? Exactly, pork? <laughs> you barbecue pork? what would you, pork? yeah,
0: the, the meat? Hold pork. pork, all right, hold pork. Yeah, here we go. And yeah. she just, she'll just do some chicken for us too. She was oh, like, gosh. last weekend, <laughs> yeah. she's like, I said, what are you cooking? Like, what are you cooking? And she's like, oh, I'm just going to, you know, do some Some I don't remember, bone in something. And a I'm not a steak, cook. Yeah. There you go. The a steak? Tomahawk
1: You're tomahawk not tomahawk
2: messing steak. around, girl. No,
1: never, oh never, never, never.
2: <laughs> okay. So Rachel, we could either go to, yes. you know, Mastro's and pay like, 200 bucks for a tomahawk sake, or we just go to Breezy's backyard.
0: Breezy's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got That's you. It's a good idea to feed us. I think so too. I've I've been begging her. She's like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna do some chicken too. I'm like, Breezy, you don't just do chicken, okay? yeah I just do chicken. I buy it from the store already rotisseried. Okay. Yeah. That's not even a word, but I made it one. You to, yeah, you buy rotisserie, already rotisseried chicken. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, they, yeah. She's like, I said, send me a picture of this chicken you just do. And and I'll, yeah, okay. I'm like, all right. So, yeah,
2: she's the cook. Oh, man. Oh, gosh. Yeah, boy. You're going you're gonna to have to put some recipes together for the podcast listeners because mm-hmm. I bet there are some people that are listening to this right now and there's no payoff, right? They're like, wait right. a minute. Not only are we not getting barbecue, how do we know how to even make the barbecue that she's made? I think you need to I put am. some recipes together.
1: All right. You
0: we'll go. do. There I'll you do it. I'll do it. Where's your favorite, like, speaking of all this food talk, people, we love food talk <laughs> yeah. when you're, when you're on the road, traveling with the team, do you have like a favorite spot on the road that you like to go eat, like in a certain mm-hmm. city or like maybe not to give away. So people don't like stalk you when you're in that town, no, but like. No,
2: no. Oh gosh. By the way, hockey fans are the best. So I always, I always say to like, when when you meet a hockey fan it's like a different kind of fan if that makes any sense they're very respectful and like not crazy not that i'm saying other fans are crazy i just let's just say this i love hockey fans wouldn't yes. be wouldn't be upset if somebody were at the same restaurant by any means but <laughs> i don't remember any of the places that we've eaten. Like I would order room service a lot. And then the guys, the guys were always in charge of like the fancy dinners. So if it were a place that, you know, all of us were going to sit down and eat at, you know, with the producers, our graphics guys our, you know, just all together in one spot and all of the talent and whatnot. I don't remember any of those places names. And like Alex Faust, he was the one who was on top of it, right? So he's like looking up Yelp reviews and this one got stars and whatever and would pick a good spot and we'd all go there and I would just nod my head and be like yeah sure let's go okay cool Um, but they know all the good food spots I would get like quick like sandwiches Daryl would be like I know the spot for sandwiches and we'd end up at like Subway <laughs> so, Like, or, like um, there was one place I think it was in Calgary Uh, if Alex is listening he's gonna have to text me the name of this so I don't even remember but it was a really good fuss spot that he had gone to on his lunch break and I just love soup and I'll eat soup every day, all three meals if I could. Um, so I did have a really good place. This was a lot of info that didn't really lead anybody anywhere. But <laughs> I've okay. eaten at okay. way on the road is really the only thing that anyone learned. And you should ask everyone but me where the, the best <laughs> restaurants are.
0: It said Breezy's house in her backyard. Yes, oh, I
2: forgot. There
0: it
1: is. There it is. <laughs> oh, man. There you go.
0: Do you have a a favorite story of interviewing any of the, of the Kings players or coaches or like any like inside prank jokes that they play on you when you interview them? Or like, do they try to get a word in like a weird word or anything fun that you can share with us? of I mean, any of the interviews you've done.
2: I will say this. I know. So I'm, you know, close with the ducks broadcasters too. We all work for hockey teams at the end of the day. So we all, even if it's not the ducks, we have friends on different teams and, um, they have some funny stories about trying to work a word in, and I'll never forget Frenchie telling us that they had to work like hot mop into a broadcast. (laughs) And it was, maybe the funniest thing ever and it was all because Guer bear had somebody come hot mop his tile floors that morning I believe in his bathroom and they picked that as like the working word for like everybody to try and say and I think they did it I think they all made the rounds and everyone said hot mop so that was impressive um oh. my funniest moment would have been with Tyler to Foley and I can't remember the circumstances but he was one of my interviews for intermission and was so jacked up he may have just scored a goal or may have been close to scoring a goal or whatnot but he was trying to describe how crazy that period had been he was still out of breath and he said it was Spumoni. and <laughs> yeah. I kind of just carried on and was like okay um before letting him go I had to ask you know well uh Ty- Tyler <laughs> what is Spumoni? And he's like it's not it's it's nuts that means nuts you know ask Stoley and Stoley Patrick's like yeah i'm gonna ask Stoli. he's sitting right next to me and patrick's a great host and we'll play off of anything and then Stoli was like i don't know what he's talking about and patrick's <laughs> like what do you mean come on and patrick can pull anything out of anybody thank you patrick tyler i mean what was going on out there in those final seconds here in the first period that led to that amazing goal by dustin brown oh it was a bit of a sp- uh, spumoni shift there but uh <laughs> some good shots from the point and we just recovered the puck and Bradley uh, right put one in.
0: Can you describe Spumoni? What is that?
2: Nuts. Crazy. Okay, crazy, love it. Totally would know that one. Totally would know, okay. He'll probably comment on that. And then, quick comment here before you head into the second period. How can you guys keep up that sustained zone time that we saw near, toward the end of the first? Uh, just getting shots on that and uh, pucks have been bouncing out for us. So, if we uh, keep recovering them, like, uh, did there and uh, we'll just keep going all right keep keep it going tyler we'll speak to you later thank you all right guys back upstairs stole you better explain that word for us
1: it's, yeah we're, we're trying to think i tried to google it quickly spumoni shift nuts crazy no clue sorry tom I, I, I don't know I, I got a google that it was uh like a type of ice cream or derived from meringue yeah, and then then suddenly we were on television i couldn't get any more info
2: and it was in that moment that we were like did Tyler make up Spumoni? Does Jared not really know what it is? Where did this originate from? Jared swears. He's like, I have no clue. And then I tried to look up on like Urban Dictionary that has all the, you know, mm-hmm. the cool terms where it's like, this is what this really means. And this is how you should say this. And I was like, is Spumoni like a thing? And it was just like, you know, tri-flavored ice cream. Like that's yeah. really all that came up. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a moment that we'll never know the origin story of. And someone else said it might've been from the movie dodgeball, which or do- dodgeball. Is that the word? I think so. Yeah.
1: yeah. I think it's dodgeball. One? Yeah. Dodgeball. I think so. Oh, my
2: brain was like, that's not it, but might've been from that movie, but
1: was other than that, Benchwarmers,
2: Benchwarmers, maybe they play dodgeball. Right. I think so I
1: don't know. I, think, I don't think so. I don't know. So
2: they're, they're pretty prank free. I will say they, um, if anything, they like to throw each other under the bus. Not so much me. No one really like mess with the people that are working for it.
0: I At least I think, I don't know, but maybe they have this <laughs> and I don't know it, but you're just the conduit to their pranks within each other.
2: Exactly. Exactly. If someone wants to talk crap about someone else's, you know, choice in fashion or haircut or beard or whatever, I'm that person that's get, I'm just the microphone in the middle. That's like, all right, what do you got to say? And what do you got to say? And what do you got to say? So all those little fun features that I was able to do would, you know, they would talk a lot of crap on each other, but no, no pranks on me. Oh, they did. uh, So I get cold really easily. Uh, Like I'll turn the heat on when it's 68 degrees outside. And I'm just like, my house needs to be 72. Like, I don't, I don't know. I'm just freezing at all times. So, uh, working in a hockey rink, you would think that yeah. that was a bad environment yeah. for me to want to work in. And I bring a mini space heater with me everywhere I go. It's the most awkward shape ever. And you like <laughs> can't fit it in your backpack. You can't fit it in your suitcase because it's already full of everything you need. And I can't fit it in my camera bag. So I have to walk around and it has a little <laughs> handle. And my old A2, Matt Yerkey put googly eyes on it. And then one of the googly eyes fell off. So then he made a eye patch for the googly eye that had fallen off. So it was like a walking pirate. His name was R2 Heat U, also known as Gerald. And I took that thing everywhere and got chirped up and down the plane every time I'd walk by everybody. It was just like look at this thing. What is she doing? I'm cold? Are you cold? Really? I'm like, Sorry! I'm freezing! Jeez! I'm not skating around like you all! What do you want me to do? exactly still just the whole game so too i definitely funny. get tripped for that
1: oh god too funny well i'm curious to see who's gonna be like the background prankster because alec martinez used to be the guy that would kind of make those funny faces and, and walk behind the guys being interviewed so i'm curious to see who's gonna take his place unfortunately sure. i miss that guy but
2: yeah you're not alone not alone people miss him. yeah yeah he was a great guy still is but you know
1: just <laughs> place for sure just place for a uh, uh, hot rival team so <laughs> but it's on
0: you were yeah. saying you do a lot of um like lifestyle and and you really get to know some of the the players off the ice was there any like fun facts or weird quirky things you've learned about anybody that you've shared publicly that you thought was like oh, that was interesting. Like he can juggle knives or, you know, like something that's (laughs) like super off the wall that like fans would not necessarily remember or know.
2: Something I think a lot of fans know, but if they don't, Alex uh, I follow likes to make surfboards and he's a huge adventure nerd. So he has like his Jeep, custom rigged to be something that he can also sleep in. It's one of those Jeep Gladiators with like almost like a pickup truck vibe. And he's got it all rigged out while some of these players are driving their Range Rovers and whatnot. And he's got his you know, it's a dope car. Probably equally as expensive as a Range Rover with the way he's got it rigged. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. He is an adventure nerd and loves the outdoors and also loves creating content, which I know all this because we've talked about this and I, I like want people to know that because it's so interesting to see a player have a passion that they're deeply invested in outside of hockey. I feel like we, we hear of players that are like, yeah, you know, I like to watch football. Like Jonathan quick loves his football. If you ever need something, the topic of conversation to light him up with it is football. He can talk about that with anybody. Um, Some other players like to play video games. I know Adrian Kempe and Austin Wagner love video games, but one of the most unique, I guess, um, passions was just Alex's passion for creating content and being this like outdoorsy adventure guy. Like he would be voted like most likely to live in the woods after retiring hockey. Like he's that type of person. I could just picture him like living in the mountains, never talking to anyone ever again. And then, like creating sweet YouTube videos with some awesome, like Sony camera rig for <laughs> that he like took years to like put together and dial in and make perfect. So it's very cool to that is cool talk to him about cameras and that sort of thing because that's my life. Like that's all I do is, you know, use lights and gadgets and all that stuff. So it's super interesting.
1: Yeah, and speaking of video games, you just got a gig doing the uh, the voice for uh, NHL 21.
0: Yes, it's so
1: huge. huge. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> this is
0: like Thank
2: huge. You. That's so big. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm um a voice in the be a pro mode on the new NHL 21 game. And it, I, it's like a dream that I didn't know that I had. And then when it was presented to me, it was like, yeah, of course I'll do that. Sure. I'm putting it on my bucket list and then also checking it off my bucket list in the same day. Like it was wow. like, it's something that I, I didn't think was ever a reality that I could, participate in i don't know like it just felt like that space is so uh i don't know precious like it's yeah. like, a, like a secret club like if you if you're just sitting in your living room thinking like how could i be in a video game it's just there's no answer <laughs> like there's like no yeah. right answer it's like it's like it's ah i don't know it's like trying to be like how do i get to the moon right now like if there's yeah. my brain like wouldn't doesn't, doesn't even go there doesn't even think about that sort of thing so when the opportunity presented itself, the answer was immediately yes. There was zero hesitation, and I was so honored. And it, it made me kind of hope that maybe someone hears my voice. Maybe there's a young girl playing or guy, whomever, playing the game and, and thinks to themselves, wait, that's a hockey reporter. What's she doing? She's reporting on hockey is that a job? And then do that same old thing that I did 13 years later, and then hopefully get a job in hockey. Like it just makes me think that maybe I'm a part of a, somebody else's bigger picture. And then also like, Holy crap, I'm in a freaking video game. And it was one of the most fun things I'd ever worked on too. I laughed the whole day that I was recording. I couldn't stop laughing. James is the funniest person on the
0: planet.
2: <laughs> we are blessed <laughs> to have him.
1: <laughs> How does oh, that yeah, that's
2: work? That's
0: yeah. Do you did you get to become a, a digital? I don't know. I don't play video games. Don't be mad, everybody listening. <laughs> okay, but am not mad. Uh, no. I just never grew up with it. But what did they call? It's not. Yeah. Are you a character? A graphic? Like did they make you? Like are you a so this person in the video point. game?
2: <laughs> a, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So I am me, which
2: is cool. I'm not a physical person that you see. Okay. That you hear and my name is you. So my likeness as they would say is is me. It's it's me in the game, which is awesome. And I feel immortalized now, but that is um that's kind of how that works. So there was no like green screen suit simulation with like, you know, dials and buttons all over my skin and face and whatever where they like try and yeah. mimic all my moves. None of that. Um. Although that would be fun, and maybe in the future, I'm raising my hand for that. I will be happy to do that <laughs> if they need me to.
0: <laughs> Twenty two.
2: Yeah, exactly. Let's get crazy here. Um, it's it was just a full day of recording, probably about five or six hours, and they give you this Google Docs that's extremely organized, full of all the different scenarios. Because in the Be a Pro mode, you can select one thing, and it leads you to one other thing, but that could also lead you to a third thing, all depending on which roadmap you take essentially. So I had to do voices and um, different sentences for different scenarios. So maybe we had something about the player's first game. We had to do it for like, if it went good, if it went bad, if it was mediocre, if it's, you know, to be determined. And the bullet points were also suggestions of what to say and then would have like a screen name um, because I would reference stuff on social media, and what was really cool is some of the producers on the game would like weasel in like little inside jokes or little things, kind of like what we were talking about. Like, does anything happen in like the locker room or the guys, you know, pulling pranks on people? That was kind of the video game producers' version of that, where they would like either use their first screen name that they ever had or like totally like chirp someone for their team that they liked and use like their name and something else and like it was pretty unique to see that kind of side of things. And then James and I for five or six hours um, would be on a a call just like this producer is sitting there muted and queuing us up for each next line. And we'd be looking at our Google doc sheets and then getting into it. And then the weirdest part was we're not in an arena and there's no live audience or crowd. So I'm yelling like in my (laughs) office and I am, you know, thinking I'm, screaming and they're like okay so can you and I mean it's like in the sweetest way ever like Tiago and Danny if you're listening too (laughs) I love you both and thank you for making me turn it up a notch but they would be like I think I did the best take I ever took right I'm screaming in my office like okay so that was good can we try that again and like really like you're there you're trying to get your voice over the crowd and I'm like what and then you but you hear it in the game and you're like oh That sounds totally normal. I was not screaming. I think I was just talking in a firm loud-ish voice, but they know what they're doing and there's a process and a reason for everything. So it was nice to work with people who are as professional as they are and I've done this for years and have it dialed into a science. So I was in really good hands. Like I said, James was so funny. We would improv a lot of the lines and He'd crack me up with his tosses he'd be like where are you in the arena right now huh and i'm like i'm by the same booty, james thanks for asking <laughs> just making stuff up on the fly so it was it was such a great time and i I hope i get to do maybe the next game or a couple more pickup lines from this one who knows but i'm just happy to be a part of that franchise now
0: what a cool experience did did you work in Spumoni? I
2: did it, but I should have. Maybe I put that on my list. Dang it! I gotta put that on my list. Maybe, maybe we make it a screen name or something in the future. But I feel like I can maybe get them to sneak that in there because that would be that would be delightful. That would be just for Kings fans too. And I'll I'll credit you, Rachel, for that. That's that's you're a genius.
0: (laughs) No, I'm I'm cool. I don't need credit. I think you deserve all the credit. That's just so amazing. The that experience again this is like something that people don't hear about like they don't think about they don't know about just like you were saying of how it let the it, seeing things in your life experience with Heidi is what got you to where you are and it's so exactly. important to give people these kids anybody anybody of any age can can still achieve things that they want um they just have to see it
2: you don't know where it's going to come from either. So you two ladies right now, someone could be listening and taking in all the conversations that you have with people and be completely inspired to start a podcast one day and, you know, model it after something that they liked or listened to from you. So it happens and it happens quick. And the people that you inspire will never forget that. Even if you never get to like meet them, you know what I mean? Like you could never know, um, how much that had meant to them. So I always try and put like the best foot forward as it seems like you all are doing as well, where it's just like, you really have no idea who's going to hear your voice, who's going to be inspired by you. And you have to like keep putting that energy out there that this could mean something to someone, even if it's, you know, whatever it is to you right now.
0: Exactly. If that made any sense? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Do you want That's to funny. talk? Do you want to talk about your modeling career?
2: My modeling career? Which <laughs> version of it?
0: The your <laughs> days or the main model days? No, the like current days for, for your um, husband's oh, God. clothing line.
2: Oh, God. See, <laughs> you having coffee with my father the other day has put it in my head that he's told you everything about me now. And I thought so you were, were you a main
0: you were a main mall model?
2: No, so what it was was oh. this. It was, it's almost close. I actually, it happened, it started at the main mall, which you know, I was at today. I was it's there
0: today. A- I bought this shirt. I bought this shirt from the main mall today. I swear what? to God, it's from um, American Eagle. I needed jeans. Is- My jeans are too tight, and I needed That's jeans. The place. They have the best jeans. And I, that's what everybody said to me. And I said, yes. somebody told me they have the best jeans. I'm going in here. And do you know what? I bought a pair of jeans and then I bought this like crop top. I love that. Wintry shirt. Anyway, I was at the main mall. So <laughs> tell Breezy about the main mall and your so, modeling days here. <laughs>
2: basically, um, oh my gosh. I was just looking at your shirt and now I'm like, oh my God, do I have mascara all underneath my eye? I can't even tell right now. And no. just
0: a little bit anyway. Oh, we couldn't see it. We couldn't see it.
2: Everybody that's watching the video version right now, you're welcome. You just got to see me rub my mascara off my lower eyelid. Everyone that's listening, sorry. Sorry. Anyway, the main mall, Breezy, it's literally like it's every store that is okay. And I don't want to knock on the main mall because I grew up with that. It's the OG mall for me. But it's just if you walk into a mall and like name five stores that you maybe wouldn't go into, it's that times thirty five. Oh, mm-hmm. minus American Eagle because American Eagle's got great pants, and it's just like <laughs> okay, this is us. This is what we got. This is our uh, this is our life. We got the main mall. Hell yeah, and main I mall. yeah, and this it's like fashion. the the one. Like there's no other mall either. Like there might nope. be smaller like shopping places, but nothing like the main mall it's the hub
1: uh, i mean how do you compete with the name like the main mall yeah like do you do like the sub main mall i mean, I there's like you the can't mini compete with that mall? like how the do you main mall. yeah
2: and what gave them the right like why couldn't yeah. they put that right. like, up north what makes you think south portland deserves the main mall like mm-hmm. what right. i don't know um pops to the main mall though i love that place and <laughs> i will eat amados from that food court any day of the week um uh, me being haunted by my dad and the possible stories he could have told you, I immediately thought you were talking about my career uh, <laughs> back when I was 18 years old. I was on this show called main model. I was on the second one. So technically main model two, and it was a like a reality show that was basically made after America's next top model. And someone, one of the producers um, may have had a hookup, I believe with somebody at america's next top model and the winner of main model would go on to be like highly considered to make it onto the america's next top model show or one of the final castings so i had won that show when i was 18 and that was my first like on camera anything oh my minus God. a grocery oh. store commercial that i did when i
0: was like eight
2: <laughs> but, like, <laughs> for hannaford's for hannaford yes I rolled the cheese wheel down the conveyor belt that you put your groceries on and like (laughs) winked in the camera and then used that money to buy a trampoline. And that was my big acting career. (laughs) (laughs) Success. And I was really upset because they had to shoot in the middle of the night while the store was closed. And I was like (gasps) eight. So I was exhausted and it was a nightmare for everybody. I can only imagine. So main model, I, you can find footage somewhere props to any Kings fan if they do. I've Jeez. never told this story or acknowledged it existence, but it was a really fun time. And I literally wouldn't take it back for the world, but that's what I thought you were referring to. But no, my modeling career now, i <laughs> my <laughs> husband,
0: Listen, there is no shame in your main model days at Thank all you. contributed to oh you gosh. being where you are today with. Just confidence and learning to smile, and I'm sure all the other things you learned in your modeling days. So, oh my god, it all counts, girl. It all counts. Thank
1: you. Oh
2: my gosh. Now, now we have to go find it. And at least put a snippet. Yes. In the show,
0: but oh. oh yeah, I will look. We okay. will put a black. We will put a, put an <laughs> emergency alert out to Kings yeah. fans. Send a tweet. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, uh, so.
2: My my husband owns this company called Violent Gentlemen. They make hockey clothing and, you know, T-shirts, sweatpants, sweatshirts, all kinds of gear for hockey fans in the less flashy way, I'll say. Like, you can rep your favorite team without wearing the team's logo and – um Kind of saying like i'm a king's fan it's it, you can wear more like the colors right um unless it's branded specifically with the team and in their team store then you can wear it with their team logo anyway he during this quarantine doesn't have the same access to people as as we <laughs> used to right as anyone used to so i'm literally with him all the time and he uses me as their model now i don't mind it but it's like every week now. He's like, all right, so we've got a shoot today. And I'm like, what am I wearing? What do you mean yeah. we have a shoot today? It's a sweatshirt. It comes out tomorrow. It's got this, that. We're gonna shoot it at Rogers Gardens while we Christmas shop. And I was like, What? Okay. So it's like he tries to work it into our regular day, but it's just so like I'm I'm like bothered by it now. Like, what <laughs> me you want me to model again? What the hell? And um this last one, I just about had enough. I was already on the, the edge of no more modeling. I can't say no to him. He's my husband and we don't have contact with other people, right? So mm-hmm. okay, I have to do it. This last one was workout gear. And neither of you ladies might not know this, but I hate exercise and I had to run in place to get the shot. And oh, I was no. just out of breath, freezing. Wearing this workout gear and just cursing his name and that's my modeling career twenty twenty. It's just me being my husband's only option. And I can't say oh, no man. to him because we're married now. And aren't you just supposed to say yes to all the favors that they
0: want, right? I don't know. We're not married, so you gotta tell us how that yeah. works. You <laughs> have of to us to
2: say are yes married. to everything that your partner wants you to do, even if it's modeling.
1: And you don't want to do it. You do it. because You are well, You said yes to the dress and you got to say yes to the vile gentleman. Exactly. <laughs> there exactly.
2: you go. So I shouldn't complain, but he's, we have fun with it. But I do, I like, it's a joke now where I'm like, seriously, what, what are we doing? Why? What is it today? Are <laughs> you bothering me?
0: <laughs> right. Well, I think Tyra Banks would be very proud.
2: I'll have to let her know. Yes. Even you know though I, mean, yeah. you win your did your show, but I did become something. <laughs> okay.
0: I tried. I tried in Maine. I did. (laughs) I love it. Oh, that's so funny. No, your dad didn't give me any super inside information like that. That was just another coincidence.
1: (laughs) He was the perfect gentleman. (laughs) Oh my
0: gosh.
2: Well, there we go. There there's that story. (laughs) Funny. (laughs) Oh my gosh.
0: Oh, funny. So funny. Breezy, do you have anything else or should we ask Carlin our final three
1: questions? Oh, my gosh. What do we got? I do have one final question before we get to our three questions. Okay. What is your favorite hockey moment of all time? I feel like the second Stanley Cup. What were you going to say? I was was going to say, I feel like you probably have a lot to choose from, but I'm going to have you narrow it down to one. Second Second Stanley Stanley
2: Cup was it. it. That was it. It was uh, the first one was great. But if you both remember, we were anticipating it. By the time the third period hit and the score was what it was, we knew it was coming. It was just to defensively, you know, make sure New Jersey couldn't come back. And, right. you know, with the second Stanley Cup, it was like, do or die, double overtime, home, home building, you know, we're, yeah. we're all here waiting for this moment. Can it happen tonight or are we going to have to go to a game six? And it was just, I was an in arena host at the time. So, different perspective in the arena. I was able to watch in a better mm. eye line, right? I was like center ice, maybe like 110, 111. If anyone knows
1: where that is, where they're mm-hmm. listening,
2: you know where that is, Breezy? You know what's up? Oh, yeah. I oh, had yeah. season tickets
1: for a few years. No, exactly okay. what that? Where was it? What was your <laughs> section? Uh, I was in uh, 205. I was okay. in 206 and then I was in 207 and 209.
2: So all along the corner, almost like yeah. you're like spanning your way across the back of the net, huh?
1: Yeah, I had to figure out my my favorite spot. So Yeah,
2: going corner to corner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, that's awesome. That's a great spot to, to watch from. I love the 200s. I would highly recommend if anybody's looking for like the most perfect spot, can't go wrong with like 205, 206. That's like yeah. a... A really nice little little area there or fine area yeah um but we were in 110 111 ish i had um a stage manager with me marissa who's a good friend of mine and we would get snacks during all of the games um she'd walk around with an apple we'd share an apple before COVID times and go back and forth eating the apple <laughs> until it was done and share popcorn and uh you know we would have dinner and have those snacks, and be good. Double overtime, you forget what you even had for dinner. So you're just starving. You've already exhausted your snacks in the second period, so you're starving even more. And we had to, like, run downstairs, get an emergency apple. So we were just sharing the apple back and forth. And I don't even remember who had it in their hand, but someone had it when we won the cup. So it was like Alec Martinez is freaking out on the ice, doing the thing, and then it was either Marissa and I, and we're doing the thing, but we've gotten... (laughs) Freaking green apple in her hand, so we were just like low on low blood sugar, about to pass out, holding our breath. And the moment that he scored on Henrik Lundqvist, it was just you almost black out, like you don't even realize what's happening and how incredible it is, and all you're doing is screaming. And yeah. that was like the epitome of sports right there. I was still in this position where I could play the fan role that was kind of my job was to be the hybrid between the fans and the team, get excited with them, pump them up. And I was just letting loose, right? If we had done that now and I was in my reporter position and I had to put my, you know, non unbiased work hat on, (laughs) hold my breath. I'd have to give a little bit of a yes. And then like immediately go to take my notes to make sure I remembered what happened on that play. And (laughs) It's just, it's a whole different world of professionalism. But that was my last like moment that I can remember that I was able to let loose like that and freak the heck out. And it was my favorite, absolute favorite. But I know Kings fans love the first cup because they waited a really, really long time. Really long
1: time. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have a tragic story on the uh, second Stanley cup. Oh no. Kind of funny. So I was a season take holder at the time. Yeah, season ticket holder at the time and I had access to because when you're season ticket holder you only get access to like a certain portion of playoff tickets like sure. the later they move like you kind of get access to them so um I was I was offered from my my season ticket holder he was like okay well this next round is is open and it was one of those things where it was like I don't know, like, they're getting really pricey. And I was like, I don't know. I mean, I feel like they could win, but I'm not sure. And I ended up, my nephew's birthday is, uh, my second nephew is, uh, I just forgot, May 31st. Mm-hmm. So for his birthday, I bought him Dodger tickets. Mm-hmm. It just so happens that the Dodger game fell on the Stanley Cup win night. And mm-hmm. I did everything in my power. I was mm-hmm. all, Um, I told my sister, I was like, have Bryce take his his friends like you know way more fun with his friends than me should like, well you bought him the tickets And I said yeah but I'm just an aunt like have him go with his friends like I mean he was like 10 like it didn't matter right yeah right. and I was like I'm sitting on my work computer I was like I'm about to drop like 800 bucks on a single ticket like last row and my sister's like I'm not going to talk to you for like two years if you ditch him his baseball game you bought these for his birthday and I was like Yeah, but you don't understand. This is like game seven. They're going to win tonight. Just these were like $40 tickets. Just don't even go at this point. Like I'll get them to other tickets. Like it doesn't matter. She made me go. So I watched the Kings game on my phone at Dodger Stadium, which was absolutely, it was really fun because there's Kings fans everywhere. And they ended up putting the game up on like the big screen or whatever. And my, I ended up like, like, like taking my eyes off the screen for a second. And I went back down and a lady like four rows ahead of me, her phone was like live where mine was like a little bit behind. And my brother-in-law was like, Oh, the Kings just won. Like, (gasps) so like the Kings just won. And I was like, are you freaking kidding me? Like what's going on? And (laughs) then like everyone, (laughs) yeah, everyone just started screaming. Like everybody in the stadium started screaming. There was a guy that was like ripping his clothes off, like running around and then for like, I don't know, a half an hour, the game just stopped and they, everyone was just celebrating the Kings win. So it was like oh. tragic, but like not yeah. tragic, but like I was You're so mad. You're a good mad. company. Great company, were, but I, yeah. I could have been there. could have yeah. been there. But anyway. Yeah.
0: <sighs> you weren't meant to be there. You're meant to be there at their third cup, Breezy.
1: Yeah. And there we go. How about that? Yep. <laughs> that's, yep. that's it. That's it. Front and center. Front and center. Front and center. Yep. Or- Eating an apple. Yeah. <laughs> <apple. Carlin>. Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
2: Hold my hand. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. That's much, that is insane. I didn't even think about that. Like Dodgers fans seeing it or having to be there and like, you know, I'm sure you're not the only one who was conflicted too. Like think about how many yeah. other people were probably like and I'll catch the next one when they come back home, if they make it back home. You know what I mean? Because it's game yeah. five is weird. It's it's the weird one where it's like, right. yes, they could clinch it, right? But, right. Eh, you know, am I going to put all my eggs in this basket? Like, am right. I going to yeah. spend 800 bucks for this and then there's one more? Like, they go right. back and then they come back again. Like, yeah, eh, I totally get it. Yeah. That's insane.
1: It was tough. It, it was really tough, but. That's my memory, and I'm just going to stick with it. It's fun. It's great. Yep. You still talk time, to your nephew,
2: or were you like, screw that 10-year-old. We're done.
1: <laughs> uh, oh, the, the best part about this story is he was eating freaking peanuts, right? Throwing his peanut shells. They all ended up in my beer. Oh. <gasps> I looked down. I was like, are you kidding me, kid? This, like, child. <laughs> this, this child.
0: child. This child.
1: Oh. This child. This child. Oh, man.
0: He's got a lot. You know what? You know what he needs to do for your birthday one year? He's going to buy you Kings tickets to the Stanley yes. Cup game five games right, and make
1: it right. Yeah,
0: that's, that's right.
1: Holding him, holding him to it.
0: Yeah, that's how he can fix all of this. Absolutely. Yeah. That's the only oh, redemption.
1: Man. Yeah. Oh, my
0: God. Well, let's oh. hit you with our final three questions. We've taken up so much of your time we're so grateful you're so fun oh, to talk no. to this
2: is um, great it's like we're just having ladies night
0: honestly like this is, this is fun <laughs> that's our goal honestly yeah. um so breezy runs uh the instagram account hunks of hockey so okay. we always ask all of our guests male and female who is your favorite hockey hunk
2: hockey hunk oh god like the their looks wise
0: yeah, yeah. just like hot like
2: Love Breezy's my, my dad He's a babe. He's a <laughs> fox, most handsome guy I know. Punks Ho- of hockey. Frank Bathe.
0: There, there we it go. Is. There <laughs> breezy, go. you're gonna have Featured. to. You're gonna have to get a picture that's of Frank. No. No.
1: No. No, not at all. Like, that's my that's my way to dodge the question because it's <laughs> like I <laughs> I feel
0: like that's that's uh you know. He and he's—you've seen him. No offense. No offense. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. Seen him. He is the and
2: he—he's the first to say it. He's very—he's got a very self-deprecating sense of humor and always is joking that. Uh, thank goodness I didn't get his looks. So I say that with his own sense of humor built in because he is the exact opposite with uh, of me. Had like bright red hair, um. We look nothing alike. (laughs) That's why he jokes that. We talked about it before the podcast started, but he jokes that I'm adopted because nothing alike. And um, yeah, honks of hockey, number one in your hearts, Frank Baith. There you go. You're welcome. There we go. We're going to post go. up
0: an old, Breezy's going to have to post up an old school photo of him. For, an old
2: scary one to just really right. confuse people where they're like, is she for real? First of all, she said her dad was a hunk and he's definitely not. So what is going on here? I'm sorry, everybody. For no. this.
0: <laughs> it's endearing. I think yeah. it's sweet. I think it's it. very sweet. Yeah. All right.
1: Yeah, there not weird.
2: He's going to kill us though, Rachel. He's like, I said, I didn't want to be on the podcast and now you're just, you're putting me on blast. My God. <laughs> weird, I can't. Weird.
0: This is all part of my plan, Carlin. Yeah, to- we got him good.
2: Really, that's what that's what happened. You didn't want to come on here, Frank. We got you good. Okay. Yep.
0: I Mr. thought we're Hustle gonna hockey. we're gonna put him on blast because that's what hockey fans and hockey players do. So we're calling yep. him out on his bluff, and if he wants to refute anything that you or I have said, yeah, come on, open it. In- yeah. yeah.
2: Let's go. Bring it. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Call me sometime I love you I'm your
1: daughter.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. oh it's so funny um, who is your favorite hockey lady so I'm the hockey lady on Instagram because my yes. last name is too complicated to spell or say
2: okay <laughs> who's my favorite hockey lady oh my gosh there are so many
0: um, it doesn't have to, to be a player it can be right. also just somebody in the hockey world
2: there are so many, it's insane. Like I love Heidi Andral, right? She was my first introduction to amazing, amazing women in sports broadcasting. So she's my number one hockey lady, like of all time. Um, I I love like Lauren Jabara from Colorado. She does the Avalanche reporting. She's low key one of the funniest people watch her Instagram stories like you don't get to show all of your yeah yourself and your sense of humor on the broadcast right like I said it's all team first it's all you know showcasing the guys and what they're what they're doing obviously so it's nice to get the little window into their lives outside of that Lauren Jabara is hilarious um Taryn Hatcher from the Flyers absolutely hilarious as well hockey ladies are some of the funniest ladies I'm just gonna keep listing them off so people can like, go, do it go look <laughs> these girls up um, Allie Lozoff the Ducks reporter she is delightful um, just someone I can go to with anything any kind of advice or um, whether it's like a, a contract question or she, she's also a lawyer a certified oh. lawyer so she's got all the business stuff dialed so she's kind of my girl for that and um, Julie Stewart Banks if if, all, if you all remember when she was living in Southern California and working for Fox Sports West another amazing hockey lady um, she's I feel like she covers so many other things now and does um some great work on on her shows, drinks with banks and it's just she's still like hockey lady at heart, you know, no matter what she's covering. so I love her as well. and um, I could really keep going. there's too many. Jackie Redmond, <laughs> I love her, yeah. oh my gosh, she's hilarious and uh shout out to C- cami Granado. I was too shy to like totally nerd out on her and we were also at the, like, the press level where like you have to be quiet you can't you know cheer you yeah. can't cheer anyway if you work for a team you stay silent um folks if you're looking to work in this industry one day you have to stop cheering for the teams you like hate to break it to you part of the part of the biz but anyway uh she's in the press box you gotta play it cool she's literally scouting it's Just she's working <laughs> like Oh my gosh, this is Cammy Granado. What do I do? How do I like say something? Do I like tell her? Do I like say hi? Like, what do I do? She's a legend. Um, and all I really did was like, hey John. John Rosen was sitting next to me. I was like, John, is that Cammy Granado? And he just looks at me like, yeah. And I was like, Okay, cool. <laughs> Totally was like, and this is what I'm going to do. All right. I did end up saying hi and introducing myself, but I had so much more that I wanted to say just because of her influence on women's hockey in general and uh, hockey lady that I, I love and look up to. And then Blake Bolden, LA King scout. I have to meet her in person. I uh, follow her on social media. And you know how when you follow people on social media, you feel like you're friends anyway. So mm-hmm. she's probably like, you know, I don't know this girl. <sighs> Who's this crazy lady saying she loves me, but I, I, I I have to meet her one day as well. And I'm sure I will once, you know, the season kind of gets back to not normal, but gets back on a schedule. So hoping that I can meet her too. So my, my hockey lady list is long. Did I like ruin that? Was it supposed to be one?
0: No. (laughs) You need one?
2: (laughs) I'll give you 12 (laughs) more too. Oh my
0: gosh. There's no ruining anything. It's a podcast. There's no ruining it. No. Breezy, you tell her, ask her the last question, because I really think she might have a story for us.
1: I here. think she might. So a lot of our guests, whenever we ask, you know, give us a story or whatever, they always give us a Sydney Crosby story. So rather than just being surprised when someone, you know, gives us oh, a Sydney Crosby yes. story, we now ask, do you have a Sydney Crosby story?
2: Yes. yes! I'm leading on to believe. Before I get into it, yes. hold on. I listed a bunch yes. of hockey ladies, by the way, real quick. Back on that. Hockey yeah. ladies, mm-hmm. I got to shout out Tracy Starr for putting us together.
1: Oh, and of course. My mindset,
2: my mindset was thinking of hockey colleagues that I work with. How about hockey people I'm surrounded with? Tracy Starr being one of them. She is like number one hockey lady of my heart when it comes to fandom and just you know, she's a part of my life. She literally is like the greatest human ever. She I miss her hugs. That's the one thing mm-hmm. I miss out of this quarantine. I could never hug another person again and not give a, a, two hoots. Right. Hugging Tracy. Hugs. Someone told me I couldn't do that ever again. I'd probably cry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but she she and I have a special connection. She's just the sweetest woman alive. Mm-hmm. Um, Always rooting for me. She feels like my second mom, but also like my best friend at the same time. Like it's just this like love and affection that i get from her and she showers all kings fans with that it's yes. insane she gives herself to this team yeah and makes people's days just by hanging out with them for like however long if i get to see her for one minute i'm a happier person and so That's i had true. to give her a special shout out sydney crosby however <laughs> no tracy star <laughs> <Uh-oh>. so, <laughs> sydney Crosby's that level of superstar where um He's a nice guy, so I'm not even going to be like, oh, my God, he's amazing. I'll never say a bad word about anybody in this league and will not say anything about Sidney Crosby. However, I will never (laughs) forget we were at an All-Star game, and I had something I needed to get done for Fox. This was for back when I was working for FS1. I had to ask everybody who their favorite pro wrestler was and if they could do some sort of impersonation of them. And... I had a lot of great people that played along. Brent Burns, I had, you know, Drew Dowdy was there. He's playing along. I think Connor McDavid tried and I give him credit for it. And (laughs) Sidney Crosby was like walking away or something. And I, you have to like talk to three different people to talk to him, he's just one of those people. And I get it, his time is precious. He's a damn legend and a superstar, living legend right now, playing the game still. I just wanted to know his favorite wrestler. And he like, gave me the like, uh, and the PR guy was like, no, 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 no. And I was like, it's just, it's what? And he's like, I gotta, and Sydney's like, I'm about, I gotta go, if he says yes, I'll do And the guy's like, no, 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 no. So is this like, I'm in the middle of like PR guy being like, if I say yes to her, I have to say yes to someone else too, or I'm going to get in trouble for saying yes to her because I said no to someone else too. I don't care if it's one question. I'm not going to do it. And they hold it down in Pittsburgh as you have to, when you have a player of that caliber. And it's, it was just a funny scenario of like this back and forth rubber band of like, Hey, uh, is it, who, who is, can you just tell like, was it stone cold? Did I guess, right? Was it him? Let me know. All right, Sydney. Yeah. Call, I'll, I'll call you. I'll call you. All right. Like it was like one of those, <laughs> that's all I got. That was, that was like the closest I ever got to talking to him. And it's just, you know, his time, like I said, is so valuable and mm-hmm. so precious that they have to allocate time for everybody, um, that needs to do their thing. And I just had those like wrestling questions that were, <laughs> you know, the fun stuff that sometimes gets put on the back burner when the important stuff is at hand, which is totally understandable yeah, Sidney i'll find out if he likes stone-cold steve austin another day but i never found out i'll never i'll never forgive him for it oh Ever. man no. no but he was he's such a good sport like he knows that like he can't like it looks like if he told that pr guy no that he would have gotten like spoken to like sydney look, you can't yeah. you can't do that you can't be doing that okay you're, you're precious <laughs> your time is valuable you got to stop you got to stop doing that. But he, 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 he wanted
0: to.
1: Yeah. Yes. He should have just whispered stone cold. And then his PR guy could have been like, yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah. Just that's play it. telephone.
2: Just yeah. like, go Behind that curtain. Just verify. You don't even have, I don't have to get him on camera.
1: Yeah. Just
2: verify. <laughs>
1: his PR guy goes, join up. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> it's John Cena. Uh, I'm like,
1: yeah. Oh, I was way <laughs>
0: off. <Yeah. laughs> Dang it. <laughs> Ugh. not the hulk i don't know anything about I, i'm so old school i'm like the hulk yeah <laughs> there you go, <laughs> like, there you go. That was
2: a great impression you know what well, you're talking about good. there so, it is
0: yeah. so see so we can play that. along that's a new
2: shirt that's a new shirt no. you gotta say you don't want to rip
0: that it was not on sale one. too so were my pants i was very oh. happy i love a sale i don't know it makes Who me feel it? so good that instant gratification absolutely when, when
2: places mark down something to the price it should have been in the first place. Ah, oh, love it.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> Time to buy. Let's do exactly. it. Exactly.
0: No, yeah. that's so funny. No, we don't. We ask that question about Sydney because they've always been such good stories, not because anybody's ever had anything bad to say. And it's there's just nothing. been this. Yeah, no. And there's just this like crazy coincidence of, I mean, obviously it's not necessarily a coincidence because he is such a legend and in the game yes. and like obviously all of
1: that but it's still a coincidence he's our Kevin Bacon so oh yeah.
2: Yes. and it's Kinda funny made,
1: because yeah. yeah a lot of them are like tear jerkers so it's yeah. good when like there's like a funny story because then it kind of like, it's like okay
2: yeah <laughs> I'll balance it out with a wholesome story and I will give him credit he redeemed himself without even knowing it I I had someone um contact me about n- needing to have a young not a child but a, a younger um, boy meet him and his um, mother had passed away wait wait wait
0: this is Michaela Ball you know Michaela Ball then and um, Ryan Ball and Augie is it because yes? he yes. was a kid that was at the Kings game and the yes. and Sydney was in town and it
2: was him It his mother had passed correct yes yes, yes. Yes. So, so you were
0: part of this story. So we've heard this story. Yes. On the show from a female referee, Michaela. No um, who was in the whole? She does. She didn't meet him there, but she was with the boy and the and the father. Oh, was
2: that during like the practice day when she or yeah. when they originally tried? Mm-hmm. And so yeah. they
0: were able to meet him at the game. So okay, yes. So audience listeners carlin is going to continue this story from her perspective the
2: the thing the thing with favors in hockey like you know how we talked about you put the team first right Mm -hmm. there's there's no um there's just kind of this unspoken rule that you don't ask the person that works for the team for an autograph of the player that you love you get that on your own you don't ask for tickets if you can help it it's sometimes understandable people don't realize
0: that boundary but
2: that's okay because if you can get tickets great but I'm not one of those people so don't ask (laughs) and the other thing is like asking a favor in the world of hockey is these guys will do anything really at the end of the day they have such big hearts that people like Sidney Crosby it's it's up to like we talked about their PR person to kind of monitor that because he could probably go visit every hospital and you know Los Angeles if someone let him or he could, you know, sign autographs for seven hours or whatnot. These hockey players are so humble and so uh, generous with their time. So this was kind of a a one-off where, yes, they're here. Um, I do know their PR person. Let me, you know, shoot them a text and see if I'm out of the picture, you know, if Sydney is saying hello or seeing anybody that kid was allowed to say hello and kind of meet this person. So I believe they ended up arranging something that um, I didn't get to be there for the final, you know, product or whatnot, but it was at a game and the son had and ended up meeting him. And it was just a really special moment because that's his favorite player. And um, it just meant a lot to him and his dad. So I, it's the little things like that. If you can ask someone for something little and you don't, abuse that privilege of hey we've got access to everybody like what do you want line up let's go it's not what it's all about it's like recognizing the the uniqueness of a situation and it's not just like your friend who's obsessed with Sidney Crosby and like you know wants a Instagram photo with them it's it's the more um the deeper stories that tug on the heartstrings where this is something that's going to make this kid really happy. Who's gone through a really hard time. The worst they could do is say no. So let's try. So those are the really special moments that I love that I, I love getting to see my own colleagues do stuff like that for, for other people that, you know, totally deserve that. So that was a, that was a nice moment where he totally redeemed himself and, um, (laughs) Yeah, he does that all the time. yeah, and this is the stuff that no one talks about either, like not that no one talks right. about it, but it's some of the less um, showcase side of players where there are things that people will see that are posted on social media or scheduled meet and greets or scheduled, you know, autograph signings, but seeing these players, you know, they get off the bus, it's one in the morning, they just want to get to sleep and get to their hotel room. Dustin Brown sees a 12 year old hanging out at one in the morning in the middle of cold downtown Pittsburgh and is like, yeah, I'll sign your stick. Like this probably is what you were waiting for all night. Like they recognize that. And those are the moments that like you silently just like check off in your head, like, yep, this is why I love the sport. This is why I love these people. This is why this team is amazing. This is why hockey players are the best. And um, yeah, it's really special. So Sydney's one of those people that does so many things that like we probably would never even be able to keep track of
0: everything you just said is what Breezy and I talk about on the podcast with all of our guests of just another reason why, you know, reason 2142 <laughs> that right. we love the sport of hockey and all the yeah. people that make this happen um, and why it's just the best. So that's, yeah. that's it that's it I back
1: that, I back that. yeah and that's why we uh we ask these stories so we can get you know stories like this out to to people who may have never heard story or should hear the story so mm-hmm. yeah that's our goal Love
0: yep. you, uh, yeah tell everybody where they can stalk you on the internet you
2: can find me at Carlin Baith. it's uh hard to say even harder to spell c-a-r-r-l-y-n-b-a-t-h-e at oh, Wally, do you want to go outside? <laughs> my dog's got to get let out. Yep, people. Sorry, it's okay. <laughs> Watch the video version, you'll know what happened. <laughs> and you can look up that same username on Instagram. And I'm also streaming video games on Twitch Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. And it's just my first name, just Carlin C A R R L Y N. And if you're into Call of Duty, that's what I play. So Stop by anytime. Those are kind of the three places you can find me right now until we're back on TV for Fox Sports West whenever hockey decides to get moving and grooving, girls.
0: Yes. In the meantime, we'll just have wonderful conversations with people like you on the podcast
2: while we're yeah. having barbecue in Breezy's backyard. Yes, we are. Let's
0: go. Let's go. Let's go.